All right. All right. Hey, guys. Hey, Hi. everybody. Hey. How are we doing today? Good. Good, good. 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 Hey, In-N-Out Burger is still better than Five Guys. Listen, we've uh-huh. got Kyle Murphy here on the show, and Hot we are so stoked over. to have him here. We are so stoked to have him here. Hey, just like every episode, I, I got to get it. I got to get it out of the way. <laughs> it's good to be back, even with people who have bad burger opinions. So. <laughs> Last time you were with us, he was talking about how much Taylor Swift is overrated, if you recall. I do. Oh, my gosh. <sighs> yep, 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 yep. But Kyle's back with us fairly re- quickly because we love him. And, and yeah. because we're doing something we've wanted to do for a while, and that is mm-hmm. we are going to rank all of the MCU Marvel movies. All right. Excellent. Here we go. This is going to be a good one. Yes, That's all yes, the yes. I had, so. so, we got 25 <laughs> movies here. Yeah, We're... so let, let's define right off the bat here. Yep, so this please. Is just the movies, starting no with TV Thor. Shows. No TV shows, none of the Netflix shows, none of the recent ones like Loki and all that. Although at the end, I think we should touch on those, just, just like quickly. Or, yeah, yeah, or that's, we could touch on those at the beginning real quick if you want, either way. Sure, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so just the movies, especially because there's been 25 released as of today, which is September 25th, 2021. Uh, the Eternals is not yet out, and I'm not sure mm-hmm. that I am excited about it either. I am. Yep. <laughs> I'm excited about it. Of course, I also don't watch trailers, so I haven't seen the trailer good for man. it. Good so we'll It looks good. good. It's a okay. good director. Okay. Yeah. Um, um, that's a good yeah, one. but we are, and the only one that I think is in kind of in limbo here is we are including Ed Norton's Incredible Hulk. We agreed on that. It is officially yeah. in the MCU, and for that matter, a recent What If episode made it clear that it is officially it in is. the MCU. Okay. Oh, well, I, I know, have not seen know, this yet. What Ross the dad, whatever. Yeah. I mean Ross General, is yeah General Ross is better. Shows up it. everywhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But even, like, oh. Liv Tyler, I don't know if she voiced the character, but, like, her character was... Her character shows in, up. I have, I'm what only if. a couple episodes into What If, so yeah. I went... Well, let's, let's, let's talk about it. Let's talk about TV shows really quick. Sure. So what have your thoughts been? Have you seen all of them? Yeah, so I've seen, I think, everything. I'm, I'm, I'm up to date on What If, and I saw the other three completely. Um, yeah, the Netflix ones aren't really part of the MCU, even though... No, we'll count those. Yeah, so let's not... The, the quality, a, I, I thought... Jessica Jones, I adore, but it's, you know, the quality goes up and down. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, no, I, I, I have seen, I'll tell you what, I've seen WandaVision all the way through. I just started What If as of late last night. Mm-hmm. And I still think I love WandaVision better at this point, although I will mention but Agent Carter done... was a favorite of mine. I loved Agent oh, Carter. Oh, that's I, a, I, I have not seen much. But I forgot about that. You did. You didn't do Loki yeah. or uh, not yet. No, we kind of fell Falcon, off the horse and dove into uh, Victorian shows, and there we're still go. kind of going through Downton Abbey. So there we go. So I will say that if we were <laughs> including the TV shows, Falcon and Winter Soldier would be the bottom of my list. There you go. You know what? That is super fair. And of the four, and including Agent, uh, I guess I forgot to include Agent Carter earlier. When I was talking about that. Agent Carter. For, we're, we're not we're not including yeah. Agents of Shield either. So yeah, I actually and That's I quite fair. enjoy Agents of Shield too. That's a good I've heard point. good things. That but is I, yeah. um, I haven't finished it, but yeah, it, it does seem though those shows are kind of corned off. They're not absolutely. They're, it's, yeah, it's kind mm-hmm. of yeah. It's different, and I don't know all the differences between how they work. They for kind shows. of respond to the MCU, but they don't really affect the MCU. Exactly. And once Disney Plus was released, the shows that they developed specifically for Disney Plus are much more, like, integral to yes. the MCU. And yes. I totally agree that Falcon and the Winter, Sh- Winter Soldier is at the bottom of that. Mm-hmm. 
mostly the thing is is i love the characters it just yeah. seems very clear that they had to redo the plot for the pandemic and there was not much they could work with the mm. plot is very the villains incoherent. don't make sense Thin. they don't make sense the villains do not make sense the plot isn't coherent the anthony mackie and sebastian shaw are great they're excellent and their yeah. chemistry with each other because it is chemistry for sure is Absolutely. really good and it's like amazing and yeah. i can't wait to see them in a movie together but there's like, also other, other things in that that bother me. I don't want to go too much into this because we don't have uh, yeah, too yeah, much time. I, but, like, yeah. why on earth did they, like, release Zemo? It, I, there were things that were done that were kind of like, oh, this is for TV. I think, it was, I think it was very clear that the plot of that show was about a pandemic, and they didn't have anything to replace it once they had to edit that out. That, I, like, the ending of it, Spoilers, but that last monologue that Falcon gives, or I guess Captain America at the time gives, where he basically tells everybody, you guys are in a difficult situation. You need to do better. And they all go, you're right. We should do better. And then no solutions are given. Right. I was just done. Yep. Dunzo. Yep. All right. Anyways. So anyway, um, hard to rank what if, because I feel like, as we were talking about shortly before this, the tone is all over the place. Yeah. It's going to be different. All yeah. over. Uh, I'm only two episodes in, but I, th I like the idea. I will say, so T'Challa as Star-Lord was mm -hmm. such a lovely episode. It was wonderful. And, and just to have... And yeah, especially, like, rest in peace, Chadwick Boseman. It's, it's yeah. hard to watch that episode without knowing that he's passed and that mm -hmm. he did the voice work for he that. He did the voice. It had so much fun with it. And oh. it, was, it was, like... And when what's his name played by Jaiman Honsu is is like oh how did you take like you defeated the Mad Titan uh, Thanos and then like Thanos is part of the crew and like that's amazing like oh man I haven't great. seen it yet good to know you haven't seen <laughs> oh, it oh yeah. I'm so sorry no so like, you just did the first episode I was skipping around I was skipping that's around like, that's oh, gotcha. like five minutes in anyway yeah this is full of spoilers for the record okay anyway so what ifs all over the place. I would definitely say my ranking of the other three would be Falcon's Winter Soldier at the bottom, then WandaVision, then Loki. I quite enjoyed Loki. That's mine too. That said, I adore all, pretty most all of WandaVision. WandaVision's great just mm -hmm. from a film, TV history yeah. capsule. Yeah. I really liked WandaVision, but Loki was the best of the that group. I feel I like WandaVision's going to come up again later because I saw the most recent Marvel movie uh, last night. In, in preparation for this lovely episode and there was something that really struck me about one of the other marvel movies when it comes to nostalgia reminders that i feel um you know was a bit overplayed but wandavision did not play into that core but we'll get to that when we get to that movie so all right, well, all right. A little, we, yeah, wanda we'll is we that is going to be a major part of the new um doctor strange movie I love Doctor Strange. We'll get to that later, too. <laughs> All right. Should we dive in? Start yeah, at 25? Please, yes. Let's begin. Yeah, so, let's start the right, very format-wise. So do we want to do all of our 25s first, or do we want to talk about mo each movie individually? Because here's my concern, is if we all talk about our 25s, then we're going to talk about three different movies, and then those... Mm. Or, we well, we might not. They might all be tied for 25. But, and then we're going to talk about those three different movies, like... Essentially, we're going to wind up talking about 75 different movies that... It says 25. Well, what if we do this? What if the, we try to to limit the first 15, the bottom 15, just a sentence or two? Like, you can say yours, and then we'll respond quickly, because it is fun okay. to build up to one. Yeah. yeah. That I, is, I think it's also, for, for me at least, it's important to note that there's some of these movies that I don't care if I ever see again. 
in my opinion, I don't think there's a bad movie on yes. this list. I think they're all good in their own way. I th- I'm sure that there are some that are in my bottom 25 or my bottom, uh, you know, 20 through 25 that others would not have there. However, I don't, I don't hate any of these films. I wouldn't mind seeing them again. I think yep. they're all competently done for the most part. Yep. yep. Not a bad movie in the bunch. Just yep. wanted to get that out of the way. There's so no absolutely. attack of the clones here. My methodology in doing this list was to put in three different categories and then sort them into those categories, and then within <clears> the categories separate them. But the the bottom six I ranked as good movies. The I next like nine I did great movies, and the top ten fantastic movies. And yeah. I think and that's just it. So yeah. I think we're there's going to be some controversial uh, rankings here, but it's important oh, yes. to keep in mind that yeah. my twenty five. I don't care to see again. I still think it's a pretty good movie. So yeah. So let's get into it. So twenty five. Do it. Let's do it then. Please start us off. So I'll, I'll start us off. I don't think this is controversial. Twenty five for me is the Incredible Hulk. Um, it doesn't Ooh. go into the rest of the cinematic universe. I think Ed Norton is a fantastic actor. I don't think he was a good Bruce Banner. Um, and <laughs> it was just kind of a standalone movie. Also, the villain is Abomination, essentially, which is just, oh, it's Hulk, but bad. If you've ever seen, I'm going to say this now, <laughs> but if you've ever seen, um, what's his, Sun Yun, what's his last, what's Sun Yun's last name? Pro ZD on YouTube. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He has a, um, a thing about Marvel movies where he's like, oh, but this, this guy, he's, he's Iron Man, but bad. <laughs> and there's going to be a lot bad. of that, though. We I mean... will link this in the show notes. I like that. Absolutely. Good Marvel movies have good villains, but most Marvel villains are not very good. So I will say, I think most of mine, I rank the first movie that they appear in lower than the second one because mm. usually the clone of the hero as the villain is the origin story villain. Yeah, that's fair. Mm. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. Well, so, where did this one rank for you, Brendan? Or no, we're, we're doing everyone's 25. Oh, sorry, yeah, right. So, oh, okay, so my 25 is Captain Marvel. Um, <laughs> my wife would be so upset. I know. Oh. She, we, she already has been. We, we've done this on Facebook. Um, no, I, I don't think it's a bad movie. I think it should have been edited differently. I think the backflash in times really did a disservice to the character, and I didn't care as much because they didn't make me love her to start. So, yeah. There. How about you, Nick? We will talk about that one when I get to that one for me, but so my 25, I have to hold back because I am missing Black Widow, so I have a top 24. Uh, that's right. All right. 24. No 24. So now I might get controversial, and some people are going to really hate that. I put Mine's going to be controversial here. Number 24 for me, Captain America, the first Avenger. Me too! Oh, wow! That's fantastic! Yes. <laughs> Let's oh, go look like we're dead. <laughs> wow. So <laughs> we'll, we can talk like about this. it more when we get to wherever you rank this one, Lisho. But my my quick thing on this is that I do not think Steve Rogers is a compelling character in World War II. I think he's an extremely compelling character as the man out of time. Yep. I don't think Scrawny Kid from Brooklyn, who is like a good guy and is now super strong, is a compelling story. And... I hate the fact that the Nazis are not the bad guy. Hydra is. Huh. And I'm, I know I'm long-winded, and I'm going to give this short aside anyway. The historical thing of, like, let's not make the Nazis the bad guy, let's make the Hydra the bad guy, 
the historical reductionism in superhero movies that are set back in the day, I really hate. And I know it's not a, a Marvel movie, so I shouldn't even be talking about Wonder Woman. But it bugs the hell out of me <laughs> in Wonder Woman when the American dude crashes in Themyscira or whatever the place is with all the Amazons, Amazonia. <laughs> and he's like, and she's like, who are those guys? And he's like, well, I'm one of the good guys. Those are the bad guys. Because we're talking about the Germans in World War Five. Buster! Fucking one. Mm-hmm. When the Germans yes. did not the have... The Germans are very clearly meant to be Nazis in World War One in Wonder Woman. Yes! And, oh, and I, that's a up. fair criticism. Well, no one's going to top that. That said, I do love Wonder Woman. That's fair. <laughs> yeah, same. But that same thing is like kind of a, a twisted version of that here. It bugs the hell out of me that they needed the, rugs, the Red Skull and Hydra to be the bad guys. When we already had genocidal lunatics at the time that we yes, know yes. were killing millions of innocents. Now, mm-hmm. for me, I just found it a little bit boring. And I saw it in 3D, so it's a low color palette, so it was washed out even more, and it was late. And this marks the only movie, not in the only, just in the MCU, but the only movie I have ever fallen asleep to at the movie theater. <laughs> wow. It's grown on me. I like it a lot more in rewatches, but the first time I'm like, eh. It's still good. Still good, even though it's second worst. Nick, what do you got? (laughs) For where is that one fall, or what's my 24? What's your 24? 24. Iron Man 2. It is utterly boring, incredibly forgettable. Mickey Rourke is meh in it. Tony Stark is meh in it. It's utterly forgettable as a Marvel movie. It's the bottom of the barrel for me. All right. All right. That that is not not controversial. (laughs) (laughs) It will be when I get to it. Good, good. What about you, Brennan? What's your number 24? Oh, Captain America. His was Captain America. That's right. Okay, that's yep. right. So right, I wanted to hear it one more time so I wouldn't forget that ever. All right. yeah. <laughs> I went to another one, so it's going to be good. Very good. Sure. 23. All right, so 23. The next two are definitely not going to be controversial for me. 23 for me, Thor the Dark World. Yep, same. Yep. Also 23? Yeah, yeah. also 23. Hell yeah. yeah. Garbage. Um, my quite <laughs> quick flip on like this me. one. So Loki, Loki's great. Thor, uh-huh. Thor's okay, though when we get to Iron Man 3, we'll talk more about the evolution of Thor as a character, which, yes, that's a spoiler alert that Iron Man 3 is obviously much higher on my list. Mm-hmm. But Iron Man 3? I'm oh, sorry, not Iron Man 3. Thor, Thor 3. 3. Thor yeah, 3. Yeah, yeah. Thor 3 is much higher on my list. Um, the villain in this, the dark elf played by Christopher Eccleston, entirely forgettable. Yep. The London finale, Skybeam badness uh, stuff forgettable not a great movie yeah yeah well said queen Landala was just very meh brandon what about you <laughs> mine is age of ultron i think this is all of joss whedon's worst well instincts. done well done i wow. think it's too long i don't think it's bad i liked it more on rewatch but i i this is the point i remember sitting sitting in the theater thinking huh i wonder if the mcu's played out and i'm so happy to be so wrong <laughs> Uh, but I, I remember thinking, I think maybe we've had enough of this. It was generic, and it was it's the worst worst instincts of Whedon, I think. Not only that, but the, the way the trailer was cut with that Pinocchio's got no strings, like Dark Trap remix that nobody ever asked for, it was just oh, that's very true. shut off. But, yeah. So, Brendan, would, would, is it fair to say that your ranking of this as low as it is is also because you expected it to be better because it was an ensemble movie? 
Well, one of the yes, absolutely, and and then the, and part of it too because I thought Avengers was so good, which we'll get to. But yeah. a couple of these actually rank lower because I was overhyped. Yeah. And this one I was overhyped, and yeah. and it's it's better on rewatch, but it's still too long, and it's still Whedon being too Whedon-y. I won't go too far down this rabbit hole, but I did recently have the experience where I saw a movie that had been absolutely ripped apart by critics and audiences alike, and I actually thoroughly enjoyed it. So. I, I need to find somebody who has done studies on, you know, the psychology of low expectations and what that can do. It makes do a difference. Some, it does. It truly does. Because yes. I mean, difference. Yeah, I won't go too much into that. But yeah, I, I agree, man. Some of the stuff that I, I just got way overhyped about is definitely way lower on the list. Yeah. So what do you got for 23? Mine was Nick. also Thor of the Dark World. Thor of the Dark World? I couldn't agree more. It has one of my favorite writers, J. Michael Straczynski. Sorry, folks, I'm drinking wine. Um, and I, I, I like some aspects of it, but most of it, much like Iron Man 2 to me, is very forgettable. Yeah. All right. Let's so, move right along. Moving on to 22. Lishko said a lot of good stuff about this already. Iron Man 2, entirely forgettable. Um, I think Black Widow is a fun character in the Marvel Universe. She's horrible yeah. in this movie. The, the introduction of her is just like a piece of ass. Is, yeah, that is true. Is, is really true. regrettable. I, I think Marvel's. Yeah, we could we could have an entirely different podcast about women in Marvel movies and the wild swings and whether or not they've done well. But like Ooh. this is just emblematic of the fact that like she was just there as eye candy and yeah, she's really attractive. But like it didn't make it she a didn't good have movie. enough character development. Yeah, Iron Man Two is the only movie I've seen with you, Kyle, in theaters. Ooh, excellent. Yeah. Wait, we didn't After... see we didn't see Iron Man the original one together. No, I don't think so. Wait a minute, hold on, hold on a second. Everybody was in my there was like thirteen people in that suburban. Are you sure you weren't there? Two thousand eight, uh, maybe it was possible. I remember Iron Man two has. A, I'll, I'll get to my story about Iron Man. 2 sure, sure. Yeah. Fair enough. Anyway, um, yeah, that's enough yeah. for me. Yeah, okay. yeah. My twenty two was the Incredible Hulk. I do love Edward Norton. Um, I have. I have kind of a cool memory associated with this movie, which is why it's a little bit higher. Um, I had a private backstage tour of Universal Lot by a sound mixer who took me through essentially like the entire Lot or SVU offices, and we ended at the like their their internal Dolby mixing studio where they cut trailers. And the guy who was working there that day was cutting the trailer for The Incredible Hulk, and I will never That's forget cool. seeing. And this and the thing is too, the cut that I got to see has never been released. I've never found it anywhere, and it was like me. The mixer and the guy cutting the trailer were the only three people to see this, like essentially his version of what the trailer should have been. And I, I don't know. So for that reason, it's a little bit higher. That's so cool. Again, utterly forgettable as a movie. But again, I love Edward Norton. Um, yeah. Liv Tyler, I, I do want to close my eyes. I do want to fall asleep because I'm, I'm missing this movie, babes. <laughs> my number 22 is also The Incredible Hulk. It's a forgettable movie, totally watchable movie. Yeah, absolutely. Excellent. Yeah, and, and I also have to say my jokes are funnier with these drinks. Go on, Murph. Fun that the abomination was back for a cameo in Shang Chi. That was cool. That was cool. So Lishko, I'm not sure if you've looked it up since you just saw oh, it. Oh my gosh! That is, is who. The... That's oh. who Wong was fighting. That's who Wong is fighting. I didn't realize okay. until I like read the Wikipedia article after seeing the movie. How about that? <clears throat> oh man. Yeah, I was at that point in the movie. I was just like, "Who else from Crazy Rich Asians is in this film?" <laughs> but they, and they also had a what's his name actor whose name I can't remember now. He actually did some of the like vocalization for Abomination in Shang Chi. 
Wow. That's cool. Yeah. Oh, the the, the actor. Yeah, yeah. I, I can Sweet. picture his face. Can't remember his name. Anyway. So moving on to 21. 21. Blackjack. Yeah. Blackjack. So 21 Blackjack. Uh, this might be controversial. I don't know how you guys feel about this movie. 21 for me is Thor. It's going to be later. That's no way later for me. <laughs> but the thing is, I think you're more... That's the opinion of most people. I think me yeah. and Nick like Thor a lot more than most people. It's true. I actually... I really like Kenneth Branagh as a director. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I love the character of Thor. I didn't like him that much in the first outing. And having seen some of it... Well, I didn't watch the whole thing again recently, but I've seen pieces of it recently because my wife was rewatching it with some friends. Yeah. It, it, I don't think it holds up well. Like, there's some amazing things, like him smashing the mug, like, you know, uh, and, and, like, stuff like that. Loki Loki is a fun... Loki is, like, the one of the best Marvel villains. I think that's widely accepted. It's hard to argue about that, yeah. The uh, Thor, like, what's the real... The, there's not a ton of conflict. Like, he's put on Earth, and then, like, he fights the destroyer and then like he gets his ass handed to him and then he's like oh but i'm he's sacrificing himself for other people and so then he gets mjolnir back and then he destroys everyone and wins the day it's it's not great it's good yeah that's certainly a way to summarize a movie brendan how about you for 21 (laughs) (laughs) so way to slap me down there let's go (laughs) my 21 is is shang chi I, oh I, man! Well, but again, I like this movie, so keep yeah, that in mind. You're right. You're right. I love the characters. I love the setting. I love the world building. I love the martial arts. I don't mm. think it all came together in a cohesive whole. Felt but a little the rushed Pokemon. to me. Felt uh, the ending. The opposite of the sky beam is the giant CG monster, and that's how I felt about the end of it. Gotcha. So that I'm not. I'm not upset about this. <laughs> I am upset just because it came out so quickly due to, you know, global pandemic and all that stuff. I am upset that you haven't said Black Widow yet and you're putting Shang-Chi lower than Black I, Widow. I think Shang-Chi... Shang-Chi actually has a lot of the problems I have with Captain Marvel is that I think if you restructure that story, you tell the exact same story, but restructure the order, it works better. Hmm. Well, wait and a I minute, can get wait deep minute, into Brandon, that. You, but... you, so you said this is your 21, right? It's my 21, yeah. But you have seen Black Widow, right? I have seen Black Widow. Okay, so I Merv, Black I have Widow's not seen movie. Black Widow. Yeah, this one is way higher for me, but we'll get to that later. Okay. I, I, I love all the pieces. I don't think they mesh together very well. That's that's my take on it. All right. that's, okay. That's take. I'm, I'm a little surprised I, it's that low, I, but that's okay. The, the, well, let me, let me say this. I, not to take too long because we're only at 21, but I think Shang-Chi is one of those situations where it sets up the characters so beautifully that I can tell you right now they're going to be some of my favorite characters in follow-up movies. Mm-hmm. But I felt like this movie was too rushed and the character development was too rushed for me to... I love them and I can't wait to see them in the in future okay. movies. That's fair. I mean, we're also like... This is not a bad movie again. but yeah. It's a good movie. It's I had fun a to think great that you're hitting somebody, though. It's fun, it's fun to think that you're, you're crapping on somebody's dream. That's yeah. what makes this funny. <laughs> I, I had a great time. At the theater watching this movie. Yeah. So, Lisco, what's your 21? This one might be a little controversial. Probably not, though. Uh, for me, it is Ant-Man and the Wasp. Um, it's a movie to me that tries so hard. It doesn't really go too far. Um, and in the end, it doesn't really matter. <laughs> um, I just, I, I think that um, there are certain 
writing choices that were made in this film that just felt very forced. I kind of can't stand Evangeline Jilly. I just really butchered Evangeline Lilly. Evangeline Lilly. Okay. I, I, I'm not, yeah, I'm not, not too impressed. We gotta with her. go back. <laughs> and I think the movie just uses like making small objects big as like, hey, but here's a big Thomas the Train now, and hey, there's a big this thing, and I just, ugh. I was the first Marvel movie I could actually remember looking at my watch and wondering when it was over. So, not a big fan of Ant Man and the Wasp. So that for me is 21. That, yeah, I don't, I have nothing to disagree with there. That's for sure. Very so good. moving on to 20. So Ooh, top the, 20. Here we go. The last of the good ones for me before we get to our great movies. Um, and forgive me, my wife, if you're watching this, but Captain Marvel is number 20 for me. Um, oh, sweet. She loves the movie, but that's also because she's in love with Brie Larson. That's a side issue. We won't get into that now. Um, <laughs> I think I don't find superheroes compelling if they're too powerful. And Captain yes. Marvel is super that powerful. That's the problem with this one, I think. Superman mm-hmm. is not a good superhero well so i need to comment because <laughs> superman's my favorite superhero and the, it's the reason why i think captain marvel didn't work is superman's the struggle of superman is not that he can be defeated it's his moral fortitude it's sure. got to be his struggle with morality and doing the right thing at the cost of all else and i feel like captain marvel had all this strength and didn't even have that i i think she Specifically, the actress Brie Larson is a good actress. I agree. And I do not think she was A very good actress, I think. Sure, absolutely. I don't think she was directed well in this. I think Hmm. the choices of how her character related to things, um, uh, certainly a lot of that, I'm sure she had some say in that, but a lot of that was done by the directing. And she just doesn't emote that much. This is my. Uh, I'll get to you. In the, sorry, Nick, but I. I think this is this is to me the crux of the problem with the movie. If we had started with her before becoming powerful, and seen her lively and emotive and happy, and then watched her lose that, we would have felt something. Yeah. But going in the opposite direction with a backlash, we didn't have anything to connect to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think that's very fair. Brendan, what's your uh, point? Yeah. What do you got, Brendan, for twenty? Oh, me. I'm sorry. Um. So, you didn't like that I put Shang-Chi below Black Widow, but I struggled with it. Black Widow's my 20. It was right there. I went back and forth. Fair. Um, and we shouldn't Black spoil Widow, too much for Lishko, especially. I won't. <laughs> no. but, uh, th- here's the thing. I think Black Widow would have made my top 10 if it came out three years ago. Ooh. It, it, uh, the ordering that it came out really harmed it. I, the fact that we didn't get that we got Black Widow movie after the Black Widow character had died really did damage the yeah impact so but i think it's a great movie yeah uh, and you just, yeah no matter what happens to her in the movie you're like oh well i know she survives at the end of this and i know yeah basically the movie is an origin story of her costume in infinity war <laughs> that's vest, exciting the vest does have pockets <laughs> <laughs> that reminds me of solo with the dice everyone cares about the dice the origin of the dice exactly uh, it's so important it's so important. Just as important as Iron Man 3 being my number 20. Number 20. Um, I, to me, the top 20 are all good. Um, I enjoyed Iron Man 3 when I saw it. Shane Black, who I adore for so many things. I think, I think he did a fine job writing and directing this film. I thought the movie got a little bit lost around the midway point, but um, I still think the effects are good. I think the writing is done well. I like what they did with Pepper and all those things. So 
Top 20 for me. Number 20 is Iron Man 3. All right. Okay. 19. 19. So these are the ones starting that I I classified as great movies, but I must say 20 and 19 are obviously pretty close for me. Ant-Man and the Wasp is, is my 19. Yes, nice. it's below Ant-Man for me. Um, <laughs> I do like that the Wasp, that like Evangeline Lily actually had more to do. I like that. Mm-hmm. I agree, Lisher, that I don't think she's that great of a character. But I, yeah. I, I think it made sense in the course of the movie. I don't think Ghost was a great villain. I don't think Goliath was a great villain. Mm-hmm. I don't think Random yeah. Mobster Guy was a great villain. <laughs> um, and, yeah, so, uh, honestly, not that Ant-Man has a great villain either, but I, I feel like I wanted more from a second Ant-Man movie. Sure. It was kind of a lot of the same. It's a fine movie, not one of, not one of the better ones. Yeah, man. Well said. For me, 19 is actually, I'm proud to have this one higher than the rest of you, but it is Captain Marvel for me. I watched it a couple days ago, and maybe, again, I don't know if it's that whole low expectation thing, but I really did enjoy this. I've seen the directors do other things before that I've also thoroughly enjoyed. I just think Brie Larson as a person doesn't emote well, but then again, if you've ever seen Short Term 12, you know that I'm wrong there. Um, So I think for me, I like... I will say this, and this is controversial. This movie has the best special effects of any Marvel movie, hands down. Why do you yeah, say that? In my opinion, because of the, the, that sequence alone, when she shoots the core, that to me blew me away with how good that looked. I, I was, I was incessantly wowed by that sequence, and so. D. H. Samuel Jackson too was spot on. That's well, true. I'll say, I'll say this. He I, was I not retracted. Don't, don't one know that one. Yeah. I, I don't know I'm sorry. I, my Alexa has Samuel L. Jackson on it, so he just responded. I don't know if you could hear that. <laughs> what did it say? Samuel L. Jackson, what do you think about Captain Marvel? Hey, Samuel, what do you think about Captain Marvel? It's in your best interest. Nope, you got interrupted. Whatever. Keep going. It's in your best interest? Well, I guess it is. Um, but no, I, I, I thought it was fine overall. Pretty good. Uh, I wouldn't mind it if it came on again. I really liked the get-up sequence, even though, it, again, like you guys said, it wasn't rooted very well with the origin story. I think they probably thought, maybe people are tired of the whole origin story. Maybe we could just skip over it by going really fast. And as it turns out, you can't really do that super well. So uh, for me, it's number 19. I will say, so a couple things. Uh, you can skip over the origin story, as we'll get to when we start talking about Spider-Man, which you'll know none of us have talked about yet, for good reason. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and that's because everybody knows the origin story of Spider-Man. Um, but I do think since it's the last time we're talking about this movie for sure um, <laughs> I do want to say that I think the scrolls were an interesting addition to the Marvel Universe I agree with that. and I liked the like they were the villains for the first half of the movie and I liked that turnaround it was, it was, it was good good writing to do that with the scrolls I liked that quite yeah. a bit yeah, I was not expecting that at all so for that it's my 19 Brennan what about you my number 19 is the movie that I think I could be the most wrong about, but I just went with my gut on this one. I put Doctor Strange, which I think is a really good movie, but it just, I don't know. Yeah, it, it, I think it's a really good movie. I think it's a really Got good the movie. the top 20? That's great. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think I'm probably wrong about that one. I think it'd probably be higher if I redid this in a week. So. I mean, it's clearly higher for me and Lishko. Yeah. That, it doesn't upset me that it's 19, but yeah. 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 Not at all. Especially movie. last night I watched the What If Doctor Strange, and folks, I cannot recommend enough to you to not watch that right before bed. <laughs> That's a bad idea. That's it's a bad idea. Uh, number 18, moving right along. Number 18, the OG Iron Man. 
Wow. And right. I struggled with putting this as low as I did. And looking at it, I might want to put it higher. But the fact of the matter is, much as I love Jeff Bridges, the villain is not that compelling to me. It's true. The, <laughs> the beginning is more interesting than the ending. Mm-hmm. Um, although, I will say, the very last line, I am Iron Man, like, blew me away. I think it's one of the things that made the MCU as good as it is. That improv really changed the course of the move following movies. Yeah. Yeah, and I think what you said, too, was a very good point. Depending on the day that we wrote these, things would absolutely be a different in a different yes. order. And Brennan, like you said, too, with Doctor Strange, like it could, on a different day, it probably would be a little bit higher. Or if you watch... I, I wonder, too, like how much of the whole like watching it recently helps throw it in higher, because I can guarantee Truly. you there's one that's probably way too high on my list that I would probably move down in the future. But it just, again... These lists are very fluid, and as time goes on, like things will change. And I will say, this is this is my ranking of favorite movies. I have much worse movies ahead of Doctor Strange. I think Doctor <laughs> Strange is better than some of the movies I've been talking about. That makes is, sense. I will say there is a movie that I finished watching an hour ago, two minutes before we started this call, or talking to each other, and I moved nice. it up higher in the, in the rankings because I just finished yep. it an hour ago. Nice. That's pro- I mean, that might be Captain Marvel for me. Who knows? Yeah. We'll see. That's one of the reasons Doctor Strange is so far down, probably, because I haven't seen it in forever. So. Yeah. yeah. What do you got for Very 18, good. Brendan? 18, I have Ant-Man. Tied. To- same. Totally, totally fun same. movie. Totally yeah. fun movie. I, I Not high it. stakes. Fun movie. Yeah, and I, I gotta give it to, uh, I think Edgar Wright had the first pass on that script. He was supposed to be the one that right, the written directed it. I guarantee you, if he did it, it would be a hell of a lot higher. Yeah, it would be probably I, my top five if it was Edgar Wright. Yeah, so, and, and you can see little trace moments of Edgar Wright in it, like the yep. montage where he's just like, yo, my buddy told me this thing, like that whole thing that everybody quotes all the time. And like, the editing and the, yeah. Yep, the snappiness to it. Um, so, uh, yeah, uh, the villain was. I don't know, very mm. much like bald white guy syndrome. So I was like, okay, here we go again with this. Bald so, white guy syndrome. So we got sky beams, we got CG nonsense, we've got bald go- white guys. <laughs> well, and he is just bad Ant-Man, like, basically. Yep. So, yeah. Yeah. I think the reason why Iron Man's a little bit higher for me is because I just imagined that, uh, you know, Jeff Bridges was just the dude who went and got a PhD oh. after the events of the <laughs> Big Lebowski. <laughs> so, <laughs> but yeah, Ant-Man is also my 18. Very good. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. All right. So, seventeen. My seventeen. Uh, Black Widow. I won't talk too much about it because Lishko hasn't seen it yet. Um, I think you're absolutely bre- right, Brendan. That the timing of when it came out hurt. Um, and uh, I, I don't know. Like, there, there's a lot of good things in it. I liked it. I on upon reflection, the fact that it was the first movie I'd seen in the theaters in a year and a half made it i was like oh wow it was amazing and then i was like wait a minute <laughs> it's the first movie i've seen since uh, you know february of 2020 i did there mention you know. this i should mention this black widow to date is the only mcu movie i didn't see in theaters interesting wow. yeah yeah nice. um, i saw that on disney plus i do think the ending and the message was a little heavy-handed um which doesn't necessarily... i don't remember it which doesn't bode well mm, that's interesting which uh, heavy-handedness is, we'll get to another movie I think has a heavy-handed moment in it. But on the whole, it was fine. Um, I liked what it did with some of the characters. 
it didn't do much with the character of Black Widow, in my opinion. Is the theme the same as this theme in the Fast and the Furious movies? Because if so, feel free to spoil it for me. What is that theme? Family? Family? No. <laughs> Absolutely not. Okay, just checking. <laughs> oh, right on. Uh, Brennan, what was your 17? My 17, this is the one that's probably going to make most people angry because I put it this low. This is a mark of me being way overhyped for a movie. I think it's a better movie than I ranked it. Oh, no. I put Black Panther here. Oh, I knew you were going to say that. Way overhyped for this movie. It's oh. a great movie. It's a great movie. I was overhyped far too much for this one. Oh, goodness. It disappointed me, despite it being great, because I had my expectations too high. It was a Marvel movie, and I was expecting you to transcend film, which is my fault, not its fault. You know, I think the guy from Screen Rant has it dead on when he's doing pitch meetings for the, you know, the Avengers. He's just like, and then Black Panther shows up, and what does he say? Bombay. Okay, that's what I thought he would say. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about Black Panther a little bit more, we, yeah, later, we will. more that's later on. Quite a bit higher for me as well, but I will say my seventeen was Age of Ultron. Everything that's been said about it already was. Yeah. dead on i just like james spader so freaking much and i love that I introduced wanda um mm. but the floating city thing that i vaguely am remembering right now because it's been forever Sokovia. since i've seen this flick thank you yeah czechoslovakia yeah Great. yeah, yeah <laughs> so um it, it's i wouldn't you know when it's on i just kind of like leave it on but i'm also gonna it's it's an i'm going to actively do dishes while watching this movie so that's that yeah i do think it's in i do like the fact that they killed Quicksilver, and I was not expecting that. Um, yeah, I thought that was the worst line in all of Marvel cinema. Which line because is it? I was. Yeah, when they're racing and they're making you think that Hawkeye's going to die, I thought, oh, Josh Whedon's going to kill Quicksilver, and then he comes and he says, "Bet you didn't see that coming." And I wanted to flip off the screen. Mm. <laughs> it's it was screaming Josh Whedon <laughs> psych out to me. That's fair. That's fair. Brennan, was it you who pointed out to me that in the opening of Justice League, when it says written and directed by Joss Whedon, it's right at the exact same time that the homeless guy has a sign that says, I tried? That's right. That's right. Okay. <laughs> Just in case that was never recorded on the podcast, I want to make sure our viewers knew that specific call-out that you had. That's amazing. That, that, that was not an accident. All right. Uh, on to 16. <laughs> mm-hmm. Did um, you do 17? You did 18. My 17 yeah. was Black, Black Widow. Lishka's was Age of Ultron. So my 16 is Ant-Man. The first one, I th- I think I'm the first one to say this. Do either of you have this lower? I just said Ant-Man was 18. 18. Yeah, yeah okay. Right. You, you, you both had it at, at 18. It's essentially the same spot for me. Great movie. I will say I like that they went with Scott Lang instead of, uh, what's Pim. his name? Pim, Hank Pym. Um, I think it's very fun to have a hero who's just a petty thief and a bit of a screw-up. Like yeah. he's and Paul Rudd is perfectly cast. and Paul yes, Rudd's he great. He's not a genius by any means. <laughs> he's not like you know. He wasn't trained to be a fighter from the age of five. He's a petty thief with his buddies, and he becomes a superhero because he's also just a genuinely good guy. It's yeah. fun. It's not going to blow anybody out of the water. Yeah, just a whole bunch of fun. Right Similarly, yeah. I put Ant-Man and Wasp. I okay. could juggle either one. It was a fun movie. I thought it was slightly more fun than Ant-Man. There you go. Fair. There you go. I like that. 16. Time for some more controversy. Spider-Man Far From Home. Ooh, that's low. Yeah, it's. I, I yeah. feel like 
that movie. There, I mean, and again, top twenty. So but I you, do like it. But, I, but I you like hate it. Jake Gyllenhaal, is what I'm hearing. You just absolutely hate him. Oh, I love Jake Gyllenhaal. <laughs> I love me some some JG. The the super hard because having grown up read ton, reading tons of the comics and watching the animated series, the trying to force us to believe that he's a good guy what felt very tired to me. Um, I, I liked the that. the reveal that they did though. To me, the movie struggles with a lot of like self awareness things um, mm. that just kind of drive me nuts when I have it on, but not enough to say like it's down low. I do enjoy it. I think there's a lot of good humor in it. I like the lesson in it. The VR stuff is trippy as hell and a lot of fun. Um, but I don't know. The end set piece was just kind of meh. But I do like the way that it ended with that throwing him under the bus and saying that you know Peter Parker is Spider Man. So I am excited yeah. to see where No Way Home goes. I, I really I am. thought that ending was the first time since Iron Man saying I am Iron Man that they just threw caution to the wind and said let's blow things up. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, it's almost like a Force Awakens. Hey Ryan, it's your problem. Number moving on. Before we move since we're talking the about Last Jedi. Wait, what was that? Did Ryan Johnson direct The Last Jedi? Not only did he direct it, he wrote it, baby. Wow. We didn't mention that for like two podcasts, so I'm glad you brought that in. Go ahead. Yeah, absolutely. You guys. Oh, my gosh. Give me an ulcer. <laughs> I do want to say, before we move on from the subject of Jake Gyllenhaal, I do still remember being on a train with Nick Lushko in the middle of Europe somewhere. Oh, my god. And gosh. him singing me Mad World. You guys can cut this out. Him singing me Don't. Mad World, and then I couldn't sleep because he was singing me Mad World in the creepy style of Donnie Darko. And now, and, now and, when, and when you sang it with your soon-to-be wife, I was like, oh, this is that song that you hate. And she's like, what does? What do you mean? What do you mean? And I didn't mean to sing it creepy. It's just my singing voice. I'm so sorry. <laughs> but yes, I do remember that. And you're just like, I don't ever want to hear you sing that again. <laughs> oh, okay. memory. Moving on. Uh, so, Brennan, did you say 16? You said a watch. I'm sorry. Okay, so 15. 15 for me, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Um, I quite enjoyed it. Obviously, this is the one I saw most recently in theaters. Though, like I said earlier, I did just watch one recently on my TV. But um, I thought Shang-Chi was very good. I think his dad, I can't remember the actor's name off the top of my head, but that actor was fantastic. I thought he was great. Yeah. So I, I thought the relationship between his, his dad and him was really good. I think I thought the relationship between his dad and his mom was compelling, though it was told in back in back in flashbacks. I I didn't find any relationship uncompelling. I loved Aquafina. I just thought it should be restructured. Wow. But the truth be told, we're not that far apart here. Yeah, I Aquafina. I didn't I didn't hate, and I I enjoyed her. I thought she was good. She was good. Um, yeah. she has a bit of a reputation, and it's well deserved. Uh, she for, was playing the same character she plays in most things. But. Yeah, but um, I will say as well, the martial arts was great, and the scene on the bus in the beginning... That bus scene. Oh! The, I, think I, that, I was sold on the movie at that point, and it happened so early, like, and I was just like, okay, I'm in. This is fantastic. I think that might be the best fight scene. Just straight-up choreographed, non-special effect fight scene in the MCU. Um, you might be right about of, that. Part of the reason I ranked Black Panther so low is I found the fight scenes not as compelling, and I kept thinking that if you had that, Shang Chi just to me because there are more grounded fights in both of those movies, and I thought Shang Chi did it better. That's well, fair. Sir. Yeah. I I uh, think I might I I don't think I can disagree strongly with you on that. Yeah. So that's my my fifteen Shang Chi. I am excited for the next phase 
with him becoming involved more. Um, I think it's he's an interesting character, and I like the ability with the rings. I think it's something they are fascinating, interesting. I think they should have actually seeded the "what the heck are these things" way earlier in the movie, not post credits. Yeah, you might be right about that too. Yeah, Nick. So my number fifteen is Guardians Two. Okay. <laughs> uh, and this is definitely a victim of the overhype machine and everybody loving it and just expecting it to be the greatest thing ever and finding most of Act 2 the to be... The face that Kyle is making. I wish yeah. you all could see it. Finding Act 2 to be incredibly boring and tiresome and where it's a lot of characters just walking around just saying things. Um you're explaining all the reasons I love it, but we'll get yeah. to that later. Oh, no, for sure. And I, I do love movies that do that. And again, this is top 15, so it's yep. still good. And still a good movie. And we just saw it again recently, and I was like, man, this is a good movie. So for me, yep. Guardians 2 is number 15. All right, so my 15. Okay. <laughs> I remember not a single thing about this movie. <laughs> it's not amazing. All I remember is people saying it wasn't any good, and me leaving the theater thinking, I really enjoyed that. Thor the Dark World. Oh, Couldn't tell wow. you why I liked it that much. Don't remember any of it. But I remember really liking it in theaters. Wow. Wow. That's so funny. Oh my gosh. And that's a that's a sign of me being underhyped. Like expecting it to be bad and thinking, I had a great time. Yep. I blacked out. It was so good. Well, okay. I saw it last in theaters. That was what? Eight years ago? Yeah. Sure, sure. Probably farther than that. But yeah, yeah. All right, cool. This is going to get really interesting. Uh, number 14. 14 for me is, I believe I would call this the first ensemble movie on my list. Um, mm -hmm. This is Captain America Civil War, mm. which is kind of an Avengers movie because it involves it a lot of the Avengers. True. And it has that really freaking cool fight scene at the airport, which I loved. Mm -hmm. The introduction of Spider-Man, which was fantastic and a great thing. Very I will well say, done. I love, I do, like, it's, I haven't seen, you know, Batman versus Superman, but, you know, it's good that both of their moms weren't, na weren't named Martha, but I thought <laughs> that the Civil War, I'm very familiar with the storyline in the comics. I read a lot of the comics of this. I haven't read a ton of Marvel comics, but I read a lot of the Civil War storyline. And the Sokovia Accords is not nearly as compelling as the Superhuman Register. Sure. And I think if they wanted to do that storyline justice, they honestly couldn't have really done it in a movie. I think you need X-Men. You need X-Men. You need a lot of different things. It needed to be a much bigger, like, overall, like, two-part Avengers movie, like, like uh, you know... Um, like the, the last ones, including Endgame and whatnot. And they compressed it all into a single movie, and it's just Captain America and Iron Man who are kind of pissed off at each other. You're yeah. absolutely right. I don't think it does justice to the comics, but what it sets up in Infinity War and Endgame, to me, yeah. I, I yeah. love the way they did that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Again, I don't think it's a bad movie. I do think... I was disappointed, and I think I was disappointed because of two war, two words in the title, Civil War. And sure, I don't, take that out of your different opinion. Honestly, yeah. I don't watch trailers. I see all these movies their opening weekend. 
I am not usually a sufferer of the overhyped or underhyped like phenomenon. This one, su- I suffered because of it. Like, yeah, Civil War. I gotcha. expected more because Civil sense. War. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Nick? My 14 is Doctor Strange. I really enjoyed it when it came out. Mm. I think Scott Derrickson's a great writing director, and so is C. Robert Cargill. Um, I had a lot of fun with this one. I've been a fan of Doctor Strange for a long time. I thought the movie had a lot of cool moments in it. Yes, it's still pretty much all the CGI effects from Inception, but I still had a blast, and I really enjoyed it. So Doctor Strange is number 14 for me. Yeah. My number 14 is Iron Man. It's got a lot to recommend. It's got a lot of editing and, and way too much overuse of pop music that I find kind of annoying. And I love a lot of it, and a lot of it's like, eh, it hasn't aged as well as the others. Well, there you go. So this will be the, the least I talk about any of them. My 13 is Doctor Strange for exactly the same reasons that Lishko just said. Super fun movie. Yeah. Yeah. Sweet. My 13 is Spider-Man <laughs> Homecoming. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> so low. That's a high ranking. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I did. There are 25 of these, Kyle. I know. <laughs> I, I do like it quite a bit. I think a lot of it is really good. I love um, the new Spider-Man. I love the new direction they're taking it in with Tom. I think he's a fine actor. Um, I love Zendaya being MJ. My wife especially loves Zendaya a lot, actually. It's kind of concerning. But I really do like the film. Um, I think the writing is really spot on. I think the high school experience is dead on, to be honest with you. I love the vulture. I love the twist of the he vulture. He is great. So, uh, Keaton's yeah, great in anything. I, don't have, I really don't have a lot of nitpicks about this movie at all. I just really like it. So, Spider-Man Homecoming. We're really getting close to that part where it's hard to complain about things. Yeah, and I don't want to just fish for the sake of fishing, much like I did with Guardians 2. But, yeah, uh, number 13, Homecoming for me. All right, my 13 is Iron Man 3. I like a lot of it. Right, nice. You know, I, I got nothing bad to say about it. I like the whole thing. I love the thing that pissed everybody off about the Mandarin. I love that. That was such a funny gag. I yeah. thought that was great. I get it if you love the Mandarin character, but guess what? You get a good one. It's not very long. And after. also, you shouldn't love the Mandarin character. You really shouldn't. <laughs> you can it's a, love him as a villain. I mean, yeah. <laughs> you can love Ben Kingsley. I love Gandhi. Yeah, fantastic mm-hmm. movie. Yeah. I just assumed uh, that that was like Gandhi later on in life after he'd fallen on hard times. After he became an actor and reali- became yeah. much more vain. You know. Gandhi with the wind. Great. Gandhi Fantastic. too. Gandhi the too. Revenge. Oh my gosh. You're oh, referencing the show. Going back to UHF. That's right. That's right. All comes all full, yeah, full circle. Okay. All right. Number 12. My 12 is my first Avengers movie. It's Avengers Age of Ultron, which I, I think everyone usually agrees is the worst of the Avengers movies. Um... There's a lot to love in this. I do like the introduction of Vision, him picking up Cap's hammer, or not Cap's hammer, Thor's hammer, and then it became Cap's hammer later. But anyway. Um, Spoilers. Yeah, right? Um, yeah, <laughs> I, I agree with a lot of the things, the negative things that you guys have said about it too, but like, it, it's a good movie. I tend to place the ensemble movies higher than the individual heroes, and that's why it's above, above, up above some of the other ones. But not that high. It, it, it's a good movie, not great. Yeah. Sure. I rewatched it before Endgame and liked it a lot more than I thought I would. But my expectations were lower. Nick, sure. Number twelve for me is Iron Man. Um, I do. I think there's the fondness of seeing this with thirteen people in my suburban and driving all the way out to uh, was it Roseville or Pittsburgh to see it. It was um, Pittsburgh. It was the. Thank you. It was the the AM, It was the water. The theater at the waterfront. Yeah. That's right. I remember yeah, which theater. 
I mean, the last I think I feel like the last superhero movie I had seen at that time that I like adored, which we'll do another day, is Spider Man Two, um, and then I really just. <laughs> Really just enjoyed Iron Man for what it was. I, I think Robert Downey Jr., of all of the actors and all of the movies, I think he is perfectly cast as Tony Stark. I don't see a lot of argument Absolutely. there. I love his lines. Um, I really liked his arc. I I thought the whole thing was just great, and it's a fun one to have on the in the background when you're doing other things and looking up more often than not. So Iron Man's my number 12. Nice. My number 12 is Spider-Man Homecoming. Good choice. Um, yeah. I, I love... I love... Yeah, it's a great movie. I, I will say... Tom Holland, to me, is not the most Peter Parker of all three sp- Peter Parkers we've had. He's the least Peter Parkery to me, but hmm. I love his character anyway, so I don't care. Man, if you Dude. think he's the least Peter Parkery, he's going to be the least Nathan Drakey when that movie comes uh, out. Uh, yeah. <laughs> to be fair... Nathan Drake? I didn't know that. Yes, sir. Young yeah, Nathan yep. Drake. Yeah. Huh. I, I think the best Peter Parker is Andrew Garfield. I think those movies are the weakest of the Spider-Man Whoa. movies. I think they're the worst Spider-Man movies. I think he's the best cast Peter Parker. I think Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man, you'll never beat that for me. Spider-Man 2 is is right up there with the best ever made. Yeah, absolutely. Right on. Gosh, that's top 12. Here we go with number 11. Mr. Murph, what you got? Okay, so this is the last of the ones in the grade category for me. Um, Iron Man 3. I realize it's higher than it is for either of you two. Yeah. Just wait till mine. Yeah, (laughs) Okay. I will say, I do think that, like, uh, Adrian, what, whatever his name is, he's like, I am the Mandarin. Like, the, in the flame, the villains, not great, even though they're not just bad Iron Man. Um, but I think it's, I actually like the, the middle of this movie quite a bit. I think Lushka, you I said, love, they pulled kind of that demon in a bottle story, and I love that broken Yeah. Up. I like the fact that the story made sense as, in, like, after avengers with tony stark dealing with ptsd from his time in space and like everything that happened there it would have been so easy to gloss over that and i love they gave the audience a moment to realize this man just went into space with a nuclear bomb to fight aliens and he's a normal guy i love that absolutely um i think i thought ben kingsley and the character of trevor trevor slattery um was amazing made me laugh out loud still does i love it um i think iron man 3 is overrated by most people i realize i put it higher than most people will but the ptsd storyline is really fascinating and really humanizes tony stark all right so the movie i think you guys are most wrong about and i will say the movie i think most mcu fans are most wrong about this gets way too much crap iron man 2 is a great movie I really like Iron Man 2. Iron Man 2 gets crap for spending so much time setting up future movies, and I want to say, oh, if you have a problem with that, you're not going to like the next 15 of these. (laughs) I mean, that's just the normal state of things now. And your, your criticism of Black Widow is totally fair, but it is fun. The characters get a bounce off each other constantly. I love all the little references. I, I think that moment of him setting up the... Propping up his machine with Cap's shield is great. Yeah, I, I enjoy the bad guy. I love the ending. I, I saw this opening night. This is my one little Iron Man 2 story. I saw this opening night, and my future wife called me and made me leave early because somebody was vomiting and she needed some place to put her. And I was so mad. And me and you, Kyle, do you remember seeing this on our road trip? 
you you took me out because I was so pissy about not seeing the last 15 minutes of the movie that we won't watch it again together. <laughs> what town were we in? I have no idea. I, I have no idea. I vaguely remember this. We did watch this on our road trip. Is this like in Salt Lake City? Who knows? I, think, I don't know. Oh my gosh, I can't remember. But I had a great time. I I think this movie is a lot of fun. I think it's a lot of fun. I I don't get the crap that people lay on this. I think if people rewatched it, they would like it more than they... they I think, a, I think a lot of people think badly of it because it spends a lot of time setting up future properties. And by this point, we're all numb to that. I think if you get over that, it's a, it's a pretty good movie. Maybe I'll watch it again, based on how high it is in your estimation. Yeah, I think that that's actually the impression I'm getting, too, is maybe I need to give this one another shot. <laughs> I, I, I think it is a dramatically better film than Iron Man 1. I think the editing's better. It's not over-reliant on, on, on rock music. It's still got the rock music, but it integrates it better. I think it's a lot of fun. Huh. Awesome. I mean, again, we're we're just about in the top ten, so everything up here is is nothing. Right. You know, nothing Primo. Bad. We're gonna keep saying that because I'm drinking so much. Number eleven for me is Black Panther, uh, which feels like that's exactly where it should be. Um, it's, Reasonable. I saw. Interestingly it, enough, I agree with you. That is where it should be. Yeah, I mean, I, I saw it three times um, the week that it came out. I had an absolute blast. I still have an absolute blast enjoying it. I think the writing is great. I think Killmonger is an excellent villain. Um, truly, truly. <laughs> He's the only clone of the hero that works well. Yeah, yeah. I think that's well said. I, I think his sister is an awesome character. I think the little Baggins does a fine job. There's a lot of good things in this movie. <laughs> I love the soundtrack. Um, it's really great pump-up music if you want to go work out or go running. Um, I, I love the kind of like King who's trying to find his way thing and then the whole following in generational footsteps and what that looks like. So I Black Panther, number 11. Uh, no complaints, just really rock solid. Awesome. <laughs> Good choice. All right, so getting into my top ten, this is where I put the the line in my little Google Sheet spreadsheet to delineate between great and fantastic. So number ten for me, which I think might be the lowest, because you you two haven't mentioned this, is Captain America Winter Soldier. I think this is the second Captain America film, so much better than the first one, in my opinion. He is an extremely compelling character as the moral guy from back in the day who's put into the situation where everything's going to hell around him and he just has to make the right decisions to try to save the world. Somebody once told me that Captain America Winter Soldier is the best Superman movie ever made. <laughs> I agree with that. <laughs> I, yeah, I can see that because of the, like, Superman, is, as you said, is compelling because of his morals and whatnot. Um, mm-hmm. I, Black, uh, Black Widow is fantastic in this movie. He introduces Falcon and he has cool little role in it it's a great spy movie um i do think the reason why it's a the lowest of my top 10 might be because there's not a good villain like there's robert redford there's crossbows there's what's arnon zola but like there's i I get that yeah i don't think it needs one though he's fighting the system and that is interesting compelling i do think it's interesting that they killed off Nick Fury and you believed it and then brought him back and not in the end credits or not in the next movie they brought him back later on the movie Um, I actually watched this one fairly recently great movie and definitely deserves all the hype it gets so I think I might put it lower than the two of you great movie hey top 10 happy there happy to be there Brendan what about you Spider-Man Far From Home Love Mysterio in this one. I think it's so fun. And I love the fact that it managed to follow a movie where half the universe just died 
came back and keep it light and airy while also not glossing over how freaking weird and traumatizing that is. <laughs> yeah. You gotta love that Tony Stark, you know, in memoriam that they did cutting in mm -hmm. high school, like what that video is in the beginning. It's so freaking funny. Yeah. Um, 10 for me is Thor. I love Thor. I love Kenneth Branagh. The, wow. the narrative to me is extremely Shakespearean. Um, I, I think a lot of people say the best part of this movie is the stuff that happens on Earth, which I, I totally agree with. I was completely blown away when he couldn't pick up the hammer, to be honest with you. I, I loved how humanized this god became after being somebody who could just do essentially whatever he wanted to do. Um, that being said, I recently rewatched the live-action Cinderella, and there's a time where he uses the exact same Dutch camera angle as he did in Thor, and I was a little annoyed. But yeah. for that, Kenneth Branagh has a, reuses some of his toolbox, to be yep. sure. But really, really love Thor one, <laughs> really do. So top ten for me is number Thor. Number uh, top, oh my God. <laughs> top number ten for you. Thor. Number Thor. Holy crap! Now number four is also <laughs> now. Go ahead. <laughs> so that yeah, Thor for me is number ten. Number nine. Number what was your 10, Brendan? Yeah, what was your 10, Brendan? Oh, mine was, mine was Far From Home. Oh, yeah, Sorry. that's right. That's right. Yeah. All oh, right. my gosh. Number nine. Number nine for me is Black Panther. I'm putting it higher than either of you, but not that much higher than Lishka. <laughs> um, I will say the fight at the end when the two of them are down and there's the train going on, you just can't see what's going on and it's not that compelling. I think they ran out of special effects budget. It, Possibly. The effects themselves don't even look as good as the rest of the movie. So, a, a few things about why it places as high as I do. Um, first of all, the villain. Uh, I will say, actually, so the first half of the movie, Claw is the villain, which Claw is the villain I knew in Black Panther. Like, I don't know a ton of Black Panther, but I knew that, like, oh, Claw is a classic Black Panther villain. And mm -hmm. then they made the switch over to Killmonger, and I thought that was fantastic, kind of mind-blowing. Yeah. Killmonger yeah. kills him, brings his body to Wakanda, and then infiltrates, essentially. Um Andy Serkis had a bad year that year. What else did he die in? He he died he died in Black Panther, kill him as a uh, claw. He died in Last Jedi as Snoke, and he died in uh, uh, the third Planet of the Apes movies. Mm. Which have you those, those movies are? Have you seen those movies? He does die. Sorry, Spoiler. it's the third movie. Nah, just, I just that those movies <laughs> are incredible, and you owe it to yourself to see them, especially okay. the second two. Okay. And on that same note, if you have not seen the Onion reviews, Rise of the Planet of the Apes, it is one of the greatest three minutes of YouTube comedy you'll ever see. Yeah, the titles of them, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, Rise of the Planet of the Apes, Start of the Planet of the Apes, Beginning of Planet of the Apes, uh, Prologue to the Planet of the Apes, and The Planet of the Apes Rise. No, the titles make no sense, but all three are great. Um, Breaking Dawn of the Apes, part two. Breaking Dawn of Planet of the Apes. Mighty, so, mighty, just, mighty. A, just a couple other quick things about why I love this movie. Um... Killmonger is the best, like, normal human being Marvel villain. He's, and, he's up there with some of the best villains in anything. That's yeah. great. I mean, he's a fantastic villain. When he talks about, like, all of his scars that he's given himself for all the kills he's made, his, his perspective is understandable, though, like, obviously I do think he's wrong, and the way he goes it's about flawed. doing things is wrong. It's very flawed. But he's a compelling, and you empathize with him. Yes. Based on how Wakanda like treated, killed his dad, and like in his life. His he's character is the reason I feel like I should have ranked it higher. Yes, he's a fantastic character. The, and then the last thing I'll say about it is, um, and this comes directly from honest trailers for Black Panther. Um, <laughs> he's a different 
different hero than any other hero in the Marvel universe because this hero does not quip. And I think it's hmm. fantastic that we have well a hero said. who is not funny. Yeah, like, I never noticed that. Like T'Challa, and rest in peace, Chadwick Boseman, um, he played him very well, but T'Challa is very much not your typical funny hero. Like, even Steve Rogers is making all these jokes and stuff while he's fighting. He's like, language in Age of Ultron and stuff like You know, I mean, certainly not all the heroes are Star-Lord or Iron Man or Peter Parker who are quipping literally all the time, and that's a trope. But T'Challa is kingly. Like, he's princely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And that is impressive. And that's everything I had to say about Black Panther. Brandon, what's your number nine? Um, mine is Guardians of the Galaxy 2. I, uh, all the reasons you didn't like it are the reasons I like it. This is <laughs> Sure, there's a throwaway line about it being the end of the universe and you can take over planets and whatever. But what I loved about it is it was a family drama in space yeah. with big budget special effects, but it was really low-stakes family drama, and I really enjoyed that. Right on, man. Yeah. It's a good movie. Yeah. How Truly. are you? Okay. So, my number nine is definitely Captain America, the first Avenger. I think of all the, the heroes, Captain America is absolutely my favorite. Um, I found everything about the movie awesome. Not just, like, the grenade scene, which I think is one of the greatest, like, scenes in any of these movies at all. I also love Peggy Carter. Um, I think he is a great compelling character and the way they had to wrestle with like am i just a puppet to like get more soldiers to die for this war am i actually going to do something about it um so and i love joe johnson not just because of the rocketeer which is another movie that i love or jumanji another movie that he did but i just i thought this movie was great great so movies makes my top 10 for sure number nine sure. is first avenger captain america okay <sighs> numero eto numero eto for me is the avengers which ah. I, I realized, and I didn't realize that no one else has said this yet, so I guess it's a little bit lower for me than it is for the rest of you, but, like, amazing movie. It's hard to imagine, I guess, now, how groundbreaking this was. It's hard Truth. to remember that. Yes. Yeah. Like, at the end of Iron Man, in the post credit scene, Nick Fury says, I want to talk to you about the Avengers Initiative. And I just was like, oh my gosh, that's so cool. What if someday they're able to do an Avengers movie? Not like, I mean, and how Little far we've come. You know. Oh my yeah. gosh, since then, how far we've come. Amazing. Um, I, it's certainly, you know, not, not one of the highest ensemble movies for me, but it is, I guess it is one of the highest, but um, I think it's fantastic. Bringing together Tony Stark, Steve Rogers, and Thor... Um, and the way that that happened was really interesting and compelling. Um, mm-hmm. Certainly the other Avengers as well, but um, specifically those three and how they're brought together. Interesting. Loki's a great villain. Um, and, yeah, uh, great movie. That's enough to say about it. The Avengers, my number eight. It was shot in your backyard. And you know what? Avengers is also my number eight. It's a pleasure to share the spot with nice. you. Nice. Excellent. Yeah. <laughs> Brendan, what about you? Uh, Winter Soldier. I, I love Winter Soldier. I, I think for the, I've said all the reasons. It's the best Superman movie ever made. There you go. And then that takes us right to number seven. Okay. <laughs> so number seven for me is Spider-Man Far From Home. 
the awesome. this is the lower of the two Spider-Mans for me, slightly, not to spoiler alert or anything. Um, I I really like Tom Holland as Spider-Man. I think he's fantastic. Um, Mysterio, despite the fact that I've read Spider-Man comics, I know who Mysterio is. I know about the Sinister Six. I know he's a bad guy. I bought it. I literally, bought it. I bought it. Yeah. And like, I'm one of the few who did, <laughs> I think, especially one of the few comic book fans who did buy it. But I was Interesting. like, oh, <laughs> maybe Mysterio is going to become a bad guy in later movies. So they were doing a twist. Interesting. What a twist. Yeah. And so, and like, I, I think I watched it with my wife. She did not buy it. She didn't like it as much as I did. I mean, she did still like it. But the fact that I bought it and then that scene in the bar where like all of the disgruntled Stark employees reveal themselves and talk about it, that's amazing. Um, It's really good. Great movie. And yeah, the visuals, like you guys talked about, fantastic. Thing is, I didn't buy it and I still enjoyed, like they made me like him anyways. Mm. And that to me is one of the reasons I like it so much. There you go. Was that your number seven as well, Brendan? Or... No, no, I already did that. That was my ten. My number seven is Thor, and you've said everything I need to say about it. Number well seven, it's done. it's Shakespearean. It's I get it's almost a little trite. Same reason I think Wonder Woman is so good is it's a little trite, but sometimes that that on the nose feel good. I, uh, it works for me. Works for me. I, I took my daughter to see it in theaters when they re-released him a couple years ago, and and it worked for me still. I just I really like it. I'm surprised at how high that is, but I feel like that's kind of like almost an aspirational sort of thing. Like, I am impressed that the two of you like it as much as you do. And maybe <laughs> maybe you are both more pure cinephiles than I am, and that's why you have a, a podcast about cinema. <laughs> I, I don't know if that's the case. I I get the criticisms. It just works for me. I think it's fun. It's heartwarming in all the right ways. I like it. Cool. Nick, how are you? All right, uh, seven for me is Infinity War. Um, I think it's great for what it is. I love that it essentially takes the the hero's journey and turns it on its head with um, the bad guy, <laughs> Thanos, of course. Um, I, I remember seeing this in theaters, and, and man, when those credits popped up, I, I couldn't believe that they had just done what they did. Mm. Um, so Infinity War for me is, is definitely awesome. It's definitely top ten. Great flick. So definitely my number seven. Nice. Yeah. What's your number six, Murph? Num- moving on to number six, Spider-Man: Homecoming. I put these. I put the two Spider-Men like right next, back to back. Um, the thing that edged this out for me is that is the reveal when he goes to pick up his date for prom, and her so dad juicy. is the Vulture. And not only uh, like yes, it's scary that her dad is the Vulture, but also her dad is Michael Keaton, and that's even more scary. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> And the scene in the car where Vulture realizes that P- that Peter Parker is Spider-Man is terrifying. Yes. So, yeah, love it. I will say as well, fascinating, and I, 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 I cannot speak highly enough of the fact that they did not do an origin story for Spider-Man in the yes. MCU. Because we've seen it twice. Yeah. And... They're just like, yeah, this is Spider-Man, and he just kind of started. <laughs> like, he, I mean, he started with Civil War, certainly. Like, oh, that was cool, and then they had this movie, and they did not even show in flashback how he got his powers. Uncle Ben and 
We, yeah. Uncle Ben didn't die or anything like that. Like, uh, you know, I mean, you know. We know. We, we know. We yeah. already know. We didn't know. have to see his parents get killed outside the theater. Yeah, it's true. I yeah. love how John Hughes low stakes. I love it when the Marvel movies go low stakes. We have so many, as we will see, so much big stakes. Whenever they take time to go low stake, it's just, it's a delight. Yeah. And, and Vulture, in addition to being Michael Keaton, who is a fantastic actor, Vulture was also a compelling villain who you're like, oh, mm-hmm. he got really screwed over. And then started stealing this tech to make a better life for himself and his employees. He's, you know, he's an understandable, compelling villain. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, well said. I think, you know, there had to have been some producers that saw him in that Birdman movie where he got the Oscar for Best Actor, and they're just like, Vulture, there it is. Yep, that's it. <laughs> my uh, so my first son was born while we were watching the watching that movie <laughs> <laughs> babe babe keep it down Shush. Birdman, by the way not not oh, oh okay bird w- yeah no, we watched it before this. the act of labor but during labor we watched Birdman. and did you name your son harvey because you should have <laughs> <laughs> unfortunately harvey did we, we named him I, I was meaning more harvey birdman attorney I at law <laughs> I haven't seen one second of the new reboot of it. Uh, I don't but, want to. Anyway, that's a sorry. Yeah, me neither. Um, I, I, felt, I will say, I'll jump in to say that I followed a, a similar trajectory and game for me is my number uh, six. It goes right after Infinity War. Um, I thought it was great. And I don't, I don't want to nitpick because, again, it's top ten. There are things about it where I'm just like, Ugh, really? And then it's also too dark sometimes. And I don't know what's going on. But I think... As a 35-year-old man, I can say that in every single one of these movies, there's a scene where it's being cut too fast, and I don't know what the hell's going on. But sure. Endgame, bring it all together, awesome, awesome, great flick, and it paid off the the I Am Iron Man thing so freaking well. So oh, yeah. Endgame, number six. Brennan, you? My, my number six is Infinity War, and I'm the, this a different week out of Ranked It Higher. Um, Infinity War was incredible. Um, shockingly pulled it off i expected him to snap at the end because we know what thanos does from comics but even still it was shocking how when why the only reason it's lower is i thought the wakanda fight was a little bit cg muddy um other than that i don't have a nitpick i think it's great excellent all right boys top five here we go top five here we go i'm the first one to mention this one which means it's probably higher for you guys unless it's also number five number five (laughs) Now, now I'm worried about I'm ranking it too low. Number five is Thor. Probably Rag- Thor Ragnarok. <laughs> oh, too low. Yeah, <laughs> needs to be higher. Too low. <laughs> I thought you guys would say that. The um, top five is where it should be. It's excellent. Yeah. Top five. Oh my god. It's excellent. Taking, uh, I like the character of Thor before this. Taking Thor to put him in these wacky situations. Not like that makes it sound like oh, wacky hijinks. Um, <laughs> put him in that strange planet like Jeff Goldblum, the whole fighting ring, fighting Hulk, like was it Sakar? Is that the name of the planet? Anyway, yeah, the whole thing is absurd in mm-hmm. such a good and compelling way, which that's Taika Waititi, obviously. Uh, yep. <laughs> and I thought the whole thing with Odin dying at the beginning and then um, you know Thor and Loki working together against Hela and Kate Blanchett was a very good villain as yes. which is actually not that surprising to me because she's such a great actress but it's it's t- this is my highest yeah 
This yeah, is yeah. my highest non-ensemble movie. Yeah, man. Um, Kate Blanchett made me feel things. Made <laughs> me feel things in this movie. She made you feel weird things. Um, but yeah, so the top four that I have above this are all ensemble movies. This is my highest, like, I guess it's kind of an ensemble because Hulk's there and whatnot. This is my highest, really, it's centered on Thor. Love it, fantastic. I have no comments, I'm saving them for later. Okay, perfect. Brandon, you're number five. My number five is Civil War. Um, Whew, that's high. I love the, yeah, I, I just, I, I think they did the, the interpersonal conflict so well. Where you really felt for the characters and yet saw where they were coming from. I really liked it. Yep. Well done. Number five for me is, is it, and it's, it's way too high now that I put it as high as it is. Um, but it is also just hype from seeing it yesterday, which is Shang-Chi. I, I love the hell out of this movie. Um, I We just really enjoyed the heck out of it. My wife loved it and wanted to see it again immediately after seeing it. Um, I, I really liked a lot of that character's backstory and the kind of the running away from home thing and just becoming the driver just to like blend in with the world. But then yes, that bus sequence like you guys talked about. So the fighting, good. The fighting arena was so much fun. Um, even today uh, we were going for a walk and I said, you know, I think one of my favorite parts in that movie last night was when he's getting ready to fight, we don't know who, and Aquafina goes, where's your shirt? And he makes the face and expression <laughs> and throws up his hands that any man ever has done when he doesn't know how to explain what the hell just happened. Um, I love the Pokemon, obviously. I love seeing Ninetales. I know they're not Pokemon. I know it's Chinese. I made the same comment in <laughs> yeah. theaters. I was just like, hey, it's Ninetales. I couldn't believe it. Um, I turned to a buddy and said, oh, they must have got a Firestone. <laughs> Uh, so I, I, I really, yeah, the second half of this movie, there are things that I would have done differently, like writing-wise, which tells me that it probably is way too high, but, um, man, that water dragon, though, like, I just... Gorgeous. Seeing the, like, riding the water dragon, which is, like, I don't know, every, like, martial artist fantasy, I'm sure, like, it was just so much fun, and, uh, the, the dad just, just trying to reunite with his wife, and, like, that being, like, a very understandable thing from anyone who's ever experienced loss before, um, mm. I really enjoyed this movie, and... Ironically, as soon as we mentioned Liv Tyler earlier with The Incredible Hulk, I was thinking of, I just saw her in Armageddon, her dad is Steven Tyler, and then they do the karaoke song where they sing, I don't want to close my eyes, <laughs> which was a nice payoff. I, did, I, get, I think there's a second after credit sequence. I only saw the first one, and then we had to go. Um, but I love Wong. I love him more in IT Crowd, but I love that he's in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Um, so as of right now, it's number five. I'm sure it won't be there terribly longer, especially if I do another binge rewatch of all of these, but I really enjoyed the hell of it last night, so Shang-Chi is number five for me. Wong is in IT crowd. He's the one guy. I didn't realize. Yeah. The yeah, teapot. The countdown the... guy, yeah. What's his name? Uh, oh, number have... something. He's, yeah, he was... goes by his number, remember? Oh my gosh, I totally forgot. What is street countdown? It's pretty much like regular countdown. Put on the street. You should Put get a jacket. <laughs> Prime. His name is Prime. He plays Morpheus. That's what Prime. Prime. Yeah, That's he's right. essentially Morpheus. So every time I see him, I'm just like, Prime. Benedict Wong is always again. entertaining. Oh, man. The first rule of street countdown. We really should tell more people about street countdown. <laughs> <laughs> it's a fun it's game. A, it's a fun game. And it does make sense. So Shang-Chi is my number five. Number I love. I love that it's that high for you. I, I do got to say before we move on, I love that it's that high for you. Um, and I do just have to say, it's absurd that Shang-Chi thought that his sister, who started uh, an underground fighting ring, was going to, you know, close out her father's underground criminal empire. Come on. <laughs> yes. Well, I will state, 
one of the reasons this is as low as it is for me is because there's only one moment that when his dad goes to pray before the shrine to his ex his dead wife I got so annoyed because I'm like, you're wasting time to pray at her altar when you think she's right over there. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. Okay. Are we? Are we? So my turn for number four. Yes, sir. So number four, we're getting down to the wire here. Number four for me is Guardians of the Galaxy, the first one. Um, I did not have expectations going into this movie. No one did. And then no. you ha- you hear the music going, and like obviously there's un- you know the music being important you know for the setting before with Iron Man for example, you hear the music going and then it cuts out and it's just him singing on his headphones, and you're like okay this movie is going to be so much fun, mm-hmm. and it ends with a dance off, all these characters are amazing, it made me cry about Groot about a giant tree. Vin Diesel. Vin Diesel has literally one line that he repeats over and over and over again, and he's a great character. Yes. It made me care about Rocket Raccoon. <laughs> I mean, you, the other characters are good, certainly as well, but like the fact that it worked, and I didn't have any expectations going into it that it would. Amazing, fantastic, and hysterical, great movie. Well said, and I will have a lot to say about this in just a little bit. <laughs> Brennan, how about you? Number four, number four. My f- number four is Avengers. Um, the first one, it should never have worked, and I <laughs> thought it was a miracle in how well it did, and it was so exciting opening night, watching that movie, and I thought they will never, no move, film franchise will ever pull off what this movie pulled off as well as it pulled it off. Little did I know that this franchise itself would do better not that long later. Well said. (laughs) That's good, man. That's good. Uh, Number four for me, I'm sure will be upsetting to many as well. Number three, but um, it's The Winter Soldier. I freaking love that movie. I love it. It's like um, The Fugitive, but with Captain America or Superman, as we've all cleverly pointed out. Um, I think that movie is utterly awesome for all the reasons that have already been said. And I can watch it anytime and it always holds and captivates my attention. Um, the Winter Soldier as a character just Bucky in general is really fascinating to me I haven't seen enough of Soldier um, or I guess the new show that we were just talking about earlier um, I've only seen the first episode but I think Stance not a single complaint about the that. characters yeah They're just, great. just excellent I really like this movie quite a bit so for me number four is The Winter Soldier I really respect that it's that high for you I think that's a good, great choice even though it wasn't that high for me well, <laughs> wait till you hear number three. Uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, so number three. Yeah. So my number three. This is controversially higher than Guardians of the Galaxy. Is Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two? Whoa. Which, um, I considered it honestly. The reasons why it's higher and the reasons why it's as high as it was, and I considered it putting it number one, is because of daddy issues. Which I have, and therefore it spoke to me. <laughs> okay, but Yondu, he may have been your was it? He may have been your father boy. He may have boy, been your father boy, but, but he, he wasn't was your, daddy. your daddy. So yeah. good. I'm just bawling, buckets so of good. tears. So oh, good so and wonderful, wonderful uh, moment. I, there are there are issues with it. But Yondu elevates this movie to make it my number three. 
Um, that's that's why it's that high. Right on, man. I'm positive that again, like we said before, if this was any other day or week or whatever, I'm positive it would have cracked my top ten. It's been some time since I've seen it. That's why it's 15 for me. But I'm so glad that's your number three, dude. That's freaking <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Whereas for me, number three is Captain America: Civil War, which I love. Wow. For so many damn reasons. Again, just I think they're. And I, I can guarantee you this would be lower on another week, but I think when I really think about the villain and how small of a moment it was that caused such a massive consequence with just the tape and seeing Bucky killing Tony's parents and like what that meant and the fact that Steve would go that far to protect his friend, there's something about that that just means a ton to me and I can't quite put it into words, but um, yeah, gosh, Civil War for me is number three for sure. I got Guardians of the Galaxy here. James nice. Gunn at his height. It's so good. I just You said everything I need to say about it. It's I love it. It's just such a good movie. Do you look at other James Gunn movies now through the lens of Guardians of the Galaxy like I do? Like like Absolutely. for example, like Suicide Squad, I was just like, okay, it's Guardians of the Galaxy, but DC, let's see what happens here. Yes, but I but one of the things I love so much about Suicide Squad is that that's what I expected, but that isn't what I got. Right. Right. I need Suicide to watch Squad, that movie. It's a lot yeah, of man. fun, man. It's it's everything you love about James Gunn, but with another ensemble misfit cast of superheroes, but feels feels like a James Gunn movie, but it's a different movie, and I love it. Yeah, yeah man. Awesome, awesome. All right, here we go. Number two, Mr. Murph. I think I know what this is going to be, but please go right ahead. Number two for me is Avengers Infinity War. Infinity War, yep. yep. Uh, this is the one that I just finished five minutes before I started this podcast. <laughs> but I was, and honestly, it was going to be a little bit lower. It was going to be number four, but I then moved it above Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 1 and 2. Um, I watched it because I was like, oh, what should I watch you know, to prepare for this? Well, this one has the most heroes in it, so I'll watch that. Mm. Um, the biggest crossover event in movie history, yeah, yeah, yada, yada, yada. Uh, um, <laughs> it does all these various storylines so well with a compelling villain. And I, so you said this earlier, Nick, and I think this is, this is like the perfect point as to why it's as high as this. It is the hero story in reverse. And it has that moment. So throughout it, you're like, oh, Thor is getting this Thanos-killing weapon. You, it has that moment where it's like, oh, everything is going to hell. And then like, oh, no, wait, everything is turning around. Things are going well. And Thor throws his throws Stormbreaker. It goes into Thanos' chest. And, he's, and then he says, you should have aimed for the head. And you're like, oh shit, that was the moment when everything was going wrong for Thanos. And then everything goes well. And then he snaps and everyone starts disintegrating. They've already established in the movie from the very beginning, they killed off Loki, one of the, one of the main characters in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah. They killed him off. Then they killed off Gamora partway through. They've established that they are going to have real deaths here. Ignoring the fact that both Loki and Gamora are back in the MCU. <laughs> but at the time, you're like, okay, so people are dying for real. And then 
more than half of the heroes die. And Thanos looks at the sunrise. And that's it. And the movie ends. And the theater is just aghast. Screaming. Like, what an experience to watch it in theaters with a group of people who were all like, holy shit, did that just happen? I know someone who did not realize there was going to be a part two and thought this was the end of the MCU. And the horror, the horror they experienced at the end of that movie was so delicious. Why did Lauren feel that way? (laughs) It wasn't Lauren. It was somebody else. I know. It was was delicious (laughs) to think that that was it. That was the end of Marvel movies. But And I will just say one more thing. Thor coming off of Thor Ragnarok, the character of Thor in this movie was fantastic. Yes. And him losing just about everyone and just about mm-hmm. everything. And Ra- Rocket Raccoon has this conversation with him. He's like, oh, so you got your dead brother. That sucks. Dead sister, dead dad. He's like, oh, well, you got a mom. And Thor's like, oh, she was died by the you know, hands of a, dead, of a dark elf and whatnot. And Thor is just so focused on vengeance. I, and he becomes such a badass with all the lightning and Stormbreaker. And you're like, yes, this is going to be... Thor is the central character. He is the one going through this arc. He's going to triumph in the end. But no, it's Thanos. And that's amazing. I don't know why, but I suddenly feel inspired. Like, if I take Guardians of the Galaxy, where Peter Quill is the main character, and everything is seen through his lens and his hero's journey, and the soundtrack that followed, it would be a very interesting project in my free time that I don't have if we did a soundtrack to what the Thanos movie would look like from his perspective. Because I feel like at the end, when he actually sits down, it would be Gangster's Paradise. Like, I just hear, like, the strings, ding, 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 as he sits down and sighs and cuts to credits. Cool. Uh, Love it. Brendan, what is your numero dos? Thor Ragnarok. Good choice. Dude, I'm so Take glad we're tied team. here. This is great. We're the same. Thor we're Ragnarok. absolutely the same. Good Gosh. lord. I, it's hard to have more fun in a movie. It, I, there aren't many more movies out there that are more fun. But also, the, like Odin dying was heartbreaking. Yeah. And yeah. Like, it, it makes you feel, and then you giggle. I could turn on Thor Ragnarok any hour of any day and sit down and just have a great time. Like, it's one of those movies that if somebody pressed play, I'd sit and watch the whole dang thing. That movie, I think, probably gave me the most hype out of any of them, just because in that trailer, when he, you know, after they showed the title, and it's just like, he's going to face his opponent, the Incredible Hulk, and he's excited about it. He's just like, (laughs) we're friends from work. Like, that whole thing. That's the best trailer ever made. That's true. And the beauty, the fact that the movie lived up to it, is flabbergasting yeah just i loved it i loved kate blanchett as the villain again she made me feel things i didn't know i was a goth as much as i was (laughs) 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 but but my goodness just so much fun um and daring too this is your this is your number two yes it is okay yeah um what was his rock friend i'm suddenly blanking on his name korg yeah all of korg's lines taika watiti yeah yep all of his lines are gold. The fact that he doesn't truly save Asgard, the, the area as it as it were in the end, and yeah, the just, Ragnarok plays out. Oh, yeah, such a good movie. Just loved it. Yeah, I, yeah, it's one of those. Anytime it's on, 
you know, I, well, so yeah, Thor is in both of Thor one and then this one were in my top ten, and you know, two is a little bit farther down, but just I love this film. I love the writing of it. I love the dialogue. I love the Valkyrie character. We didn't mention much of her yeah. before, but yeah. her little journey that she has to go on as far as like trust and all that stuff. Um, Jeff Goldblum? Chef Goldblum? Jeff Goldblum? Yes, yes, absolutely. <laughs> the, the only Thor movie video I would rank higher than this has got to be Jeff Goldblum playing the roommate in that short. Do you remember those? Have oh you seen God. those? On SNL? No, there's 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 these shorts where Thor is on living on Earth, living with some dude as a roommate, and then later on he moves out and and Jeff oh. Goldblum's character moves in. Kyle, do you not know these? I think I did see these once. I forgot that they existed. They're so good. Oh my They're gosh, so good. I forgot about that. They're like vague canon, like the, it fits within the story, but also doesn't have any effect on the story. It's right, right, right on. Well, I feel like number one, you guys are tied, unless I'm mistaken. I think we're tied. I think we're yeah. tied. So why don't you say yours and first, Lishka? I think we're Lishka. the right tie. Yeah. Let's do Lishka first. Lishka, yeah. you go first. So for, for me, it's Guardians. Hands up, hands, hands up, no hands down. Back Great up, back choice. Up, say, what you gonna do now? Freaking Nobody's gonna complain about that. Yeah. It is the only movie that I own on soundtrack. It is the only movie soundtrack that I have on vinyl. Um, I have it on vinyl, to, too. Which I listen to all the freaking time. Um, so good. Come and Get Your Love is like one of my favorite bass lines to play, um, and it's absolutely because of this movie. Uh, anytime I think about the whole Take My Hand Peter thing, I, I cry like an idiot every time. <laughs> like I'm getting there now. Um, so I freaking adore this movie. Um, and I watch it like three, four times a year. Um, I can't get enough so of it. Good. I'm so stoked for Guardians 3. Yeah. Um, it's, you know, I mentioned that comment earlier about Robert Downey Jr. being the perfect Tony Stark, but like, I can't imagine who the hell else would play a great Drax, a great Groot, a great Rocket, like a great Peter Quill. Like it's all super freaking awesome. That's um, actually I, that's a great point because I, in watching Infinity War just a couple hours ago, <laughs> I was I was struck by the fact of how great Dave Bautista is as Drax. So good. Yeah. Vin Diesel as Groot is wonderful. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. No. Superman. Like that whole thing. That's <laughs> oh, Iron Man. Um, so yeah, I, I I can't gush enough about how much I love Guardians of the Galaxy. It is my absolute favorite MCU movie. Um, and I actually recently rewatched it because I'm working on a new story and the structure is very similar. So I actually watched the movie and paused and rewound a ton so I could take notes and like draw my own character arcs and everything. Cause that movie just gives and gives and gives as far as what you can learn from it in the writing realm. And I love it. And that is why it is my number one. I, I think it's safe to say the most surprising movie of the MCU. None of us saw that coming. Yep. Yep. What a fair. treat. Yep. What an absolute treat. Yeah. All right, gentlemen. All right. Let's hear it. So number one. I think we agree. Avengers Endgame. And a flat out miracle of a movie. Honestly. Wait, it's not 2003. Eric Bana's Incredible Hulk. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Ang Lee's version. I actually like that movie. <laughs> <laughs> Here's All right, sorry, sorry. No, please, you guys go ahead. Go ahead. Endgame, a miracle of a movie, you say, Brandon. This is a love letter to the MCU. It, it, so, and I didn't know, like, so at the end of Infinity War, you're like, okay, well, they're going to do something because at least Spider-Man has to come back for them. Because to we know Far From Home is scheduled for release. We yeah. know Far From Home is scheduled for release, and they got to make money off of Tom Holland, who's a young guy who's going to be playing <laughs> Spider-Man for 20 years. <laughs> but I, we didn't know 
what was going to happen with all these characters. We didn't we didn't know how they were going no. to continue on. I I was sure that what they were going to do was the same thing comics do in the situation because I'm a big comic book reader, mostly DC, but but what comics do in the situation is they undo everything. And sure we had time travel, but they didn't undo everything. Okay. That the cut to 5, five years? years later amazing. The theater that I was in went <gasps> like gasp. a gasp. Yes. And, and deservedly so. So like so at the beginning of the movie they kill the bad guy of the movie within 12 15 minutes. Absolutely. And it's like wait, what is this movie about now? And then you're like, okay, so they're going to try and save everyone and then it cuts to 5 years later. And you see them going about their lives five years later. And suffering. And yeah. the movie let us suffer with them in a way that is so daring and so powerful and so wonderful. Absolutely. And then the whole time travel sequence was actually really good and was basically a love letter and, to the MCU. And it was fun. I, I don't know another movie that made me suffer with its characters more and still giggle and have a great time. And Time heist. <sighs> it was the time heist. <laughs> I, I, the, to skip ahead, because we can't gush just about this movie, because I could. Correct. I could gush for two hours about Same. this movie. The moment when Cap gets Mjolnir. I yeah. have not felt that way since Aragorn walks up to the Black Gate in 2003 or 4. Yeah. That's the first time I felt this this thump thump in my heart thinking, yes. Yes. <laughs> I mean, <it's... laughs> Honestly, and, and I don't, I, I, I do agree. But Thor in this movie, which I realized... And it did bother me that my theater was laughing at him more than I thought they should be. I don't I get think it. that Fat Thor was a joke against fat, fat people. I agree. He I agree. was a yeah. depressed Hulk. Like, he was a depressed, shallow hole of a man. When he says, oh, good, I am worthy, I was crying. Yeah. <laughs> and when he runs into Frigga, his mother... Yeah. The storyline of Thor 2, like that sequence is beautiful. And then he fights, he, like him fighting with the the lightning, like going throughout his his twisted beard and everything Mm -hmm. is just so freaking cool. He felt like mythological Thor. Yes, absolutely. And it, he felt like a god, and that's the first time he has in the series, and and they earned it. He felt like more of a god than a comic book hero. The rest of the time, he'd been like your comic book like stud, like he'd been a himbo, and now he was the Thor of Norse mythology. Yes, like the Thor in those <laughs> in those uh, posters that are just coming out for God of War that people are like, there's yeah, controversy yeah. about that. He looks freaking awesome, the Thor on those mm-hmm. posters, because he is a mm-hmm. strong man. Like, yeah. yeah, is he a little chunky? Yeah, that's what strong men tend to look like. <laughs> um, right, the mountain. right. Yeah. But in, in, Authentically in, in, yeah. so. In, specifically in this movie, in, so not only is Thor's art great, then obviously we have, and you talked a little bit about Steve Rogers, 
the fact that they didn't kill Captain America, yes. but instead he went back and got to live his life with Peggy? So, mm-hmm. I love this. The dichotomy. There's two main characters to this stage of the MCU. There's Iron Man and there's Captain America. Yeah. And we have the selfish man dies for everyone. And the selfless man finally gets to live for himself. Yeah. So yes. wonderful. And, well and Lishko said this earlier, and so i got to come back to it. The payoff of the I am Iron Man and <sighs> him snapping. Yeah. Amazing. Like, cinematic masterpiece right there. So, my number four Avengers. They'll never pull this off again. This will be the only time. <laughs> it, it's it's tiny in comparison to what they did with Endgame. Endgame, to me, Endgame is one of those movies that, even if they do something like it, that is a moment I will treasure, is watching that opening night in theaters. Yeah. I, I treasure that cinematic moment. Yeah. You know, one of the websites that I post movie memes from on our Facebook page, which you should totally like if you haven't liked already, um, is this one that I haven't posted, but I have it saved. Is um, There's this site called Shitty Movie Details, and that's where I get a lot of the memes from. And this one says, in Avengers Endgame, Tony Stark says, I love you 3000. This is a mistake, because his daughter is Morgan Stark, and not the famed American rapper of Outkast, Andre 3000. <laughs> <laughs> I want to mention one thing real quick, and that is I do think that mo- moment where, like, all the women are arraigned on the battlefield. Yeah. That sucks. Yeah. That was that's a stupid, stupid moment. Oh, guys, we're going to get canceled. We're, uh, here's why no, we're not going to cancel. A lot of people agree with that because you could do the same They're moment if you earn it. Running. No, I know plenty of feminists who think it's a dumb moment. <laughs> Because here's the thing, it was so heavy-handed, and this is me coming back to things earlier, it was so heavy-handed, and because it, if they were truly being inclusive over the course of phases one, two, and three of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, then that scene wouldn't they have had any impact. It. it would have never even existed. And so what are you, what are you going to do? You're going to be completely like non-inclusive, and have almost all of your main characters be men, and all of up until this point, only one female-led individual hero movie, i.e., Captain Marvel, which was kind of shoehorned in at the last minute to set up this movie. Yes, it was. And then, like, you're like, oh, here, have this great shot instead. So you're going to be like having this non-inclusive cinematic universe. And then just throw a bone to the women with this shot. That's what it felt like. It was dumb. It was dumb, and it it drew me out of the movie. I have a huge problem with it. It didn't make sense in the context of the story either. It's like all the guy, the big, the MacGuffin they need to get somewhere. All the guys are like, you know, ladies, you've earned your turn to almost die. I'm just gonna not help. Didn't make any sense. Yeah. Um. But. I mean, that's that a small that's quibble, though. Small quibble. <laughs> um, in a two and a half hour movie. Yeah, yeah. I, I do think Black Widow's sacrifice was great. I agree. Um, I think Hawkeye actually came into his own as a character in this movie. Yeah. At the beginning, when his yeah. family gets dusted, which is devastating. And then he's, mm-hmm. he turns into Ronan and he says, Don't give me hope. Because he can't deal with that? Oh my gosh. Um, so the original, and I'm 
smart Hulk, I think, since we haven't talked about Hulk, you mean the only other one of the original Avengers. Um, I think smart Hulk and Hulk turning into the one who brought everyone back was great, too. Hulk's still in the MCU, but I think they had a great farewell to Iron Man, to Captain America, to Black Widow, and they did great things as well with Thor and Hawkeye. Yeah. I hope they do more with Hulk in the future. But um, it was essentially the perfect love letter to the first part of the MCU and really perfectly brought to a close the initial arc of what the MCU had been to this point. Yep. I think it's worth mentioning the movie that played in between, that is not on our list because it probably doesn't belong anywhere, but the movie that played between Infinity War and Endgame that paid heed to our fallen heroes was Deadpool 2, when Celine Dion sang the song Ashes, asking, can beauty come out of ashes from all the people that got ashed? <laughs> <laughs> oh I saw my Deadpool God. 2 wow. with Seth Coulter, and I don't think I've ever laughed harder in my life. And so, so now let's I'll talk just... about Gina Carano, or was she in Deadpool 1? Why are we doing that? <laughs> <laughs> We, we want to. We have. We don't have a ton of listeners, but we want to keep some of them. This is a happy place. <laughs> oh, Firefly. Well, that does it for us, boys. Golly, that was long. It's a long one. But yeah, this is. This will absolutely be our longest episode to date, which I am quite happy with. We're not quite at the two-hour mark, but we're getting close. Let's see if we can get there. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Um, great list guys i i was so thrilled to tie with you all as much as i did <laughs> do we want to do what are you watching are you this is enough to edit as we can definitely we can definitely do that but let me throw on one more quick thing that i touched on super early um which was the way that guardians of the galaxy play with nostalgia with the music i thought was fine and dandy like sour candy as ned flanders says when i saw captain marvel earlier this week i thought they were getting paid every time somebody said the word blockbuster because they said it so many freaking times. And I just think, like, that's the wrong way to do nostalgia. I just I just wanted to get that off of my chest that they're just like, I'm at the blockbuster. The blockbuster girl. The front of the blockbuster. I'm like, oh, I completely agree. Number 25, time. Captain Marvel. <laughs> <laughs> I had to shit on it one more time before he left. Uh, okay, cool. Yeah, let's do one more quick, you know, what's everybody consuming these days, uh, watching, listening. Um and I'll start since I brought it up, but I just want to say, like, we are currently um, watching Ted Lasso, and we are loving the hell out of it. Thank you, Professor, for that recommendation. Good, good, good. Um, Can't wait to see it. We just started season two. Uh, we're having a great time. It's Bill Lawrence who did Scrubs, and I adore Scrubs, so it's it's really, really good. And um, that's literally all I'm watching right now is that. So, Brendan, what about you? Uh, I went and saw, shoot, that movie with the person. Oscar Isaac's new movie, The, the, the Card Counter. Did I mention that last time? You did, yeah. Yeah, okay, so skip that. I saw Shang-Chi. That's a good movie. Um, <laughs> yeah, like we, number five. We went to L.A. I actually started writing this list, the Marvel list, in uh, Mel's Diner right down the street from... Uh, you the, went to Mel's Diner? From the Chinese theater. So I meant to mention in Iron Man 3 that I started writing this list right where Iron, one of those guys exploded. Nice. Um, awesome. So yeah, I did that. On the airplane, I watched Ocean's 8. Really enjoyed it. It's exactly the same thing as Ocean's 11, but I was, who cares? It's fun. Sure. And I, I saw uh, Seth Rogen. Seth Rogen? Uh, American Pickle, the HBO show. That is movie. Seth Rogen, yeah. I can't believe how much I enjoyed that movie. It's sure. so much fun. So, Murph, yeah. do you know what that is? No, I don't. It's the, sh- it's the movie where the guy gets uh, sealed in a pickle, pickle jar. Or, or no, a pickle barrel, right? Yeah. 
surprisingly heartwarming and funny and it's a ditty of a movie but i i strongly recommend it it's a lot of fun Hmm. and we started uh mayor of east town yesterday so we're doing that cool we'll have to do that one as well uh mark what about you uh started watching the last season of brooklyn 99 which is currently going on and it's not as good as before because now they're trying to respond to the whole cop thing um that's a whole nother episode. Like, no, it's, it's not an episode podcast. of Cinema Cash. <laughs> that, yeah, that's the whole thing. Um, anyway, um, recently watched, I don't watch that much many movies, um, but recently watched the Guernsey Literary and Potato Peel Society. Um, Could you list like, real movies, please? was a 2018 movie. It was okay. It was essentially a Hallmark movie that came out in theaters. Uh, <laughs> and yeah that's that's about it i'm going to a board game convention next weekend so i'm going to be reading board game rules and that's what i'm consuming nice 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 i speaking of board games i, I have to say i just i love video culture it's so much fun yeah. <laughs> yes um really I, I had watched this entire tutorial on how to play castles of burgundy almost two weeks ago now and then brennan took his turn i was just like oh, what the hell do i do in this game <laughs> sorry about that but, uh, i no, went to I, la for the first time I had a vacation since this pandemic started. Because I'm, I'm vaccinated, Dagnabbit. <laughs> yeah. Oh, not this podcast either. All right, well, thanks, everybody, for coming on the show. Uh, we thank you for being a loyal listener, and hopefully this will be the one that takes us into 1,000 listens on podcast. That'd be pretty great. So, hope you all have a good rest of your day, and we'll see you in the next one. Bye now. Later.